Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. We are, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so Sarge is back around three. I'm loving it, bro. I, I almost don't know if I can go back to the solo life after this, bro. Um, but uh, how are you doing, bro? I know, I know you had the trip out to the desert. You're all set up, ready to go. Ready to party. Yeah, I'm good. Just, uh, you know, so e- nowadays with podcasts, man, it's so easy to go from one place to another. You just pick up the mic, pick up the computer, and you're good to go. Yeah, bro. I'm, are you, how long are you going to be out there? Yeah, for the weekend. Um, you remember you remember my buddy Kale from college, uh, my roommate senior year. He's down in town, so we're just he's out here with his girlfriend and my girlfriend's gonna come out tonight. So it's a little couples retreat. Nice, bro. A little couples retreat. Um, all right, let's let's jump into uh the recap of yesterday. Only had three games. Excited because we have a huge slate today, but recapping yesterday. Uh, had the Hawks minus two and a half, pretty sweat free, uh, five and zero oh on the year. Heat, I know you liked the Heat yesterday. You gave that winner out. Heat, very sweat free. Basically, after five minutes in, you knew, all right, this is going to be the Heat's day. Uh, and then the Warriors grind out a close one last night. We are back. We are absolutely back. Didn't cover, but I, I don't give a shit. Uh, got a huge win at home against a very scrappy Clippers squad. Um, Big, any were you able to watch last night? Any takeaways for you? Yeah, I, I didn't. The only game I didn't get to watch was that Heat game because it wasn't on national TV. So I watched um, the two TNT games, but just two brutal games. I mean, I would have turned the Heat game on if it was close to the end, but once it was 40 points from like the third quarter on, so I didn't even bother turning it on. Yeah. And I just saw Middleton and, and Giannis played two of their worst games. So, I mean, if those two guys don't play well, you're going to get. You're going to get yeah. crushed, but I've been saying it for a while, man. I'm really high on this, on this heat team. And it's probably a team that they'll get the respect from the books after that first game. I'm sure. But it was a, a team I, I was kind of looking to ride early on just because I was a lot higher than I think most people are. And, and if that's the case, I think the books would probably be a little bit um, lower than me as well. So totally. I think after that game, we're not going to get as much value on the heat going forward, but <clears throat> I love them um, to start the year. I love that you brought that up because I think it, it, opens up this discussion that I think it's important to have before we jump into the site. And uh, I, I think this is a really dangerous time of year for betters, right? Because um, obviously we, first things first, I think it's important early in the year, if you want to be profitable, you find those teams, like you said, like the heat where you are like, you recognize early on the books aren't in line with your perception of them and keep writing them until you can tell the perception is caught up. But I think the important part and why it's dangerous right now is you have one game of data. And so I, what I think happens a lot, and I've been guilty of this in the past, is giving too much credit to one or two games. Because you know basketball, bro. Like on any given night, you could just not have it. And having one bad night doesn't necessarily mean that is who that team is going forward. And I've completely fallen victim to that in the past i remember last year you know three games in i bet on an, i i think i think it was the hornets the hornets had been just running shit right and the grizzlies looked awful to start the year last year and memphis was going into charlotte and i was like all over the hornets and memphis blew them out and so it's just like one of those things where i think it's very you be very careful early on because teams are never as bad as they look early on and they're generally honestly not even as good as they look early on I mean, you saw it with milwaukee last night right they they go beat the quote best team in the league in the nets and then they come back and get obviously they had their injuries but i think it's just important don't overreact to one or two games stay solid um and there's a, a couple really good examples of that today uh where i think it's an overreaction from just the, their first two games so um but we'll talk our way through it I, I know we talked off camera i have not locked anything yet but i have like five or six lanes and so i'm hoping that going through this with you kind of helps solidify or in my mind whether to stay away or jump into it so first game of the day is a game i am leaning and i'm very i mean i feel like i say it every slate so I'll, i'm done after this but i am very curious to get your thoughts um the New York Knicks head into Orlando. They are eight and a half point away favorites in Orlando uh, for the season opener. And again, this goes back to what we were talking about, bro. If Orlando doesn't get blown out by San Antonio and the Knicks don't beat a good Celtics team, 
I think if this was a like a first game of the season, I think this is honestly at most at six. Uh, but because of the, what happened in the first two games, it's at eight and a half. And I, I like it's scary, right? Like it's not a comfortable bet, but I really I like the magic here today, bro. Like this line essentially implies that the Knicks are 11 and a half points better. And while they are definitely a good bit better, I don't know that I'm ready to go to 11 and a half. Even if you're saying they're eight and a half points better, that this line still should be closer to five and a half, six. Um, and I, and I, the Knicks got better. Like I, I really do think I saw that in that Boston game, like having Evan Forney as another scorer is huge. Having Kemba Walker as another ball handler is huge, but to go into a, another team's crib on opening night and the magic at this point, they're probably one of the three worst teams in the league. Like, I think we can safely say that. But at the same time, you know, motivation's high. It's still some talented, you know, it's still a talented group of players, even though they probably won't be doing anything this year. Uh, I don't know about you, but eight and a half, it just seems a little high for me this early on in the season, bro. Yeah, and the thing with the Magic, too, I think that we're going to see this whole year is they're going to be volatile as hell. Like, especially yeah. with the starting lineup that they have when you're starting Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter, it's, it, it's an absolute shit show. Like it's going to be, yeah. there's going to be games where it works out really well. and looks good. And there's going to be games where it looks absolutely atrocious and you can only play Wendell Carter 19 minutes like last game. So I don't necessarily know if I have the confidence to say that I like the magic here today. Yeah, um, I but did, I understand bro. where you're coming from. These are two professional basketball teams at the beginning of the year where we don't really know their identities just yet. And we don't know how good each of these teams or how bad they're going to be. So you talk about Orlando played at home against San Antonio. They're going to stay at home, play, and they didn't have to travel here. New York had to get up, get on a plane, travel down to Orlando. The Magic are going to be fired up. They've seen the hate. They're going to want to play hard. And they have the, the, the pieces now. Friends looked really good last game. You got Jalen Suggs, although he didn't play great in the first game. Um, I was impressed by Mo Bamba. Wendell Carter has obviously made steps, and they have good pieces off the bench. So, like, th- those young guys off the bench for, for Orlando are actually Andre really Hampton, Terrence Ross is still there, you know, Cole Anthony off the bench. Like, there's plenty of pieces there. There's plenty of pieces. It, w- it would help, you know, if they did have Johnny, Markel, Gary Harris has been out, Chuma has been out. So they yeah. still are missing a ton of pieces that are important to, to their team in winning basketball games. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go as far as I like them, but I understand where you're at. Um, and I don't yeah. know. If you want to go Magic, I respect that. It, it, that would be a ballsy, ballsy call. I don't think you'll, you'll lock that in. If you do, <laughs> that's bad. I mean, ultimately, bro. It's a numbers game, right? It's your, I think that's another misconception. I know you know this, but like for people listening, like we're not betting teams. Like we're not, regardless, contrary to what you think, we're not betting teams, we're betting numbers, right? You can't come in ever with a mindset of, I want to bet this team. The number has to match up. And in this case, bro, like uh, let me ask you then, like what would the number have to be for you to like confidently bet the the magic here today? Like, Well, that's, I mean, I, I was about to say like, if this is a neutral court, like if they're just playing on neutral court, I think it's, you know, I, I'd give the Knicks nine and a half, 10 points. So, yeah. And then you're giving it, okay, let's say you even get to 10, right? You give the Knicks 10, you're in Orlando, give them three opening night. It's still seven. It's yeah. eight and a half, you know, it's just the numbers really saying, Caleb, it's calling to me. Um, but again, I have like seven leans, so I have to narrow it down. I'm not playing seven plays. Um, but that, that's that's how I see it. But, again, I, I get it, and I see what you're saying. The Knicks are so much better, right, like on, on every level. And, it, and and it's not like, you know, like there's certain good teams where you know they're prone to letdowns. I don't feel like the Knicks are a letdown team, you know. Like they come into every game locked in. They, they remember the first-round exit. Like this is a locked-in Knicks team and, a, and an inspired Knicks team. Um, so I get that. Like there, there's, I don't, I'm not looking for necessarily a letdown here, but eight and a half, like this is really all the magic have to do is stay somewhat competitive. I agree. And I, and I also think, uh, uh, just to like ride you a little bit here, the, the, the Knicks just came off a double overtime game and they have a lot of injury prone players here. You got a guy like Kemba Walker, who a lot of times didn't play in back-to-backs in, in the recent years because his knee has been jacked up. You got a guy like Mitchell Robinson who has been in injury problems. We know Tibbs plays these guys a ton of minutes, but I think this is a game where 
you know, as long as they're winning and they know they can win the game, they might run, you know, a little bit of extra manual quickly, OB top and run a couple of these extra guys where, you know, they're still going to try to win the ball game, right. but it might not necessarily be as big of a, a margin of victory as you think. Right. And we'll say I, I'm going to do this for all these. I know you'll appreciate this. So, bro, the line opened up at five and a half, 82 percent of the money on the Knicks up to actually now down to eight. So uh, might have missed my opportunity, bro. I, eight, I hate taking a bet where I've already seen it go down and I already liked it before because it's like all right, I'm getting a better, worse number. But we'll still see it's it's in the back pocket. If it, 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 I know the Knicks are going to continue to get money. It's 930 here in the Pacific Pacific Coast. So um, we'll see. All right. Next game, a game. I'd say this, I can't lie, bro. This is probably my strongest lean of the day. Um, and we've got the Hornets heading into Cleveland. Cavs are three-point home dogs. Obviously, I need Garland to, to play, uh, but I really, I do like the Cavs here today. I think they win this outright. Um, this line implies that they're six points better. I don't know if part of that is Garland's out, so you'll have to be quick. Again, I, I tweeted it out. Um, and I know you, you're a big fan of it too, but guys, if you aren't already, I've said it on podcast, make sure to turn on fantasy labs, NBA tweet notifications. I don't know about what book you're using, but I can tell you consistently from the time I get a notification, I've got about a minute, minute and a half before my book adjusts the line in regards to that news. So I, uh, I've seen it so many times. We'll get to the actual game itself, but Example, last year, I remember the Nets were facing the Memphis Grizzlies. KD was already ruled out, and Kyrie randomly got ruled out. And the line literally shifted from the time the news came to uh, tip-off about seven points. And it was free at that point, almost free money. Like, you're getting seven points of value. Like, it's just an easy way, even if you're not betting consistently, like, bet those. Anyways, back to this game. Obviously, I need Garland to suit up. But I think this is another, quote, overreaction to opening day um, where the Hornets get a big win against the Pacers and the Cavs on paper, they get lose by double digits to the Grizz. But they were in it towards the end. I don't think people realize that that was a back and forth game and the Grizz were controlling parts of it. But that was a one point game with like three minutes left. And the and the Hornets were getting completely outplayed for the whole first half. Um, and obviously they came back. Right. You give them credit. But it wasn't it wasn't this dominant performance against Indiana. And I know Terry Rozier is going to be back, but on the road home opener for Cleveland, uh, a team that I watched that game back and I was really impressed. I think they they actually have a lot of talent. It, it, and I think that Grizzlies team is really good. So I wasn't coming away docking. If anything, I, I boosted the Cavs after that, even though it was a loss. So I have this game closer. So I'd have the Hornets as three points better. Um, so I'd have it a straight pick them. You're getting three at home. I don't know about you, bro, but I, I definitely like the Cavs today. It's also it's also a, a Charlotte team that they were <laughs> losing by by 20 points. They were That's getting absolutely smacked. They didn't look good whatsoever. I know Terry Rozier. I don't know if he's going to necessarily play in this game. I don't know how much of a difference that he's would dead. make for you. Um, but I he makes not a, a difference. huge difference for me. He makes a difference for sure. Yeah, not a huge one for me. I, I think maybe. A, a little bit because it's less uh, Cody Martin minutes or whatever, even though he played well last game. But either way, I agree with, with everything you said. I, I love Evan Mobley, and I think he's a true difference maker, and books aren't going to really give him the credit that he deserves right now. But he is an absolute stud, and he can win in impact games right now. Like you said, Garland's huge. If, if Garland doesn't play, I wouldn't really touch this game. Um, because you got Colin Sexton running the show, and I'm much more confident in in Darius Garland running the show. But um, like you, like we, like I said a little bit ago, like Charlotte looked absolutely awful up until the end of the game. Lamelo Ball shot the lights out from three, which he won't do every game. So I think, like you said, it could be a little bit of an overreaction from the books. I think for me, I'm gonna the next game is where I have my strongest lean. This isn't really one that I'm I'm too. Um, confident in. I think the line is decently close to where it should be, but yeah, five and a half points um, better. It has Charlotte. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay, cool. Uh, again, guys, I need Garland locked in, and that's that's the scary part because I know people. It's tough for me because I know there are people that that tail, and I'm just like, 
I'm like so ready to go. So as soon as I get a notification and Garland's out, I'm buying out, but I know some people can't. So I'm hesitant to lock in three now, but I, I do think Garland suits up. And so I don't hate playing three right now. Um, but at the you, you're getting time, three on this. Yeah, I'm getting three. Okay, I'm seeing two and a half. I like three. Yeah. Obviously a lot better than yeah, two and, and a half. And I think the Cavs win, but if I think if they lose it, it's literally a last minute like bucket. Um, so we'll see. I'm curious. So what's your next game, bro? Because I'm just going by my book. But if uh, I know you have a strong lean. So what's your next game? We can well, just the next play. game is Indy Washington. It's the last yeah. uh, four o'clock game, correct? Okay. Yeah. No, that's my next one, too. Uh, I'm curious. You, you have the floor, bro. Go ahead. Okay. So for me, I'm getting I don't know what, what you're getting. I'm getting Washington's favored by one here. I have uh, Washington's favored by two on my book. Oh, shit. I even like that number way better. Let's hear it. Okay. I, I'm huge on, on Indy in this game. And I love it. It's for a couple reasons. I think one, Washington had a, a impressive first game against Toronto. I can't lie. They held them to like 86 points. I don't think their defense is necessarily that great. They looked a lot better than, than I think you and me both expected. Sure. But I also think this is an overreaction. Indy was was crushing Charlotte in the beginning of that game. They looked really good. Sabonis was dominating. Brogdon looked good. Chris Duarte looks like a, a win-now type player that can have a big impact. You got Miles Turner blocking shots down there. I, I know they're missing Levert still. Warren's not going to play. A couple other guys like Holiday and, and Craig are questionable, but I really like Indy in this game. And – if you're giving me two points, that's easy. I like Indy on the money line. I think they're going to win this game straight up, um, even in Washington. I just – there's no way, in my opinion, that that Washington Wizards are five points better than Indy. I, I can't give them that much. No. I think that, so, bro, bro, real quick. What? Five points. What this line implies is that the Pacers are a point better, you know, because Pacers point better – Three points for home court, DC's two two point favorite. You know yeah. what I mean? I get yeah, confused about that all the time. That's but my does bad. That, does that change anything for you? No, I still like Indy straight up. Okay, I so I have because go ahead because for me I was gonna say like it was almost flipped for me because I was gonna say it was five in Washington's favor. Like I said, like I was wrong. I would give Indy almost five. Like I, I really would. Okay, that's fair. So I, I can't lie, bro. Uh, this is a stay away for me. I uh, and it's this is where we have to go into it because it's like it, it's more of a stay away because I don't feel strongly about it. I think right now, based off of what we've seen, Indy's two points better. But but I could be completely wrong, and it, and it really comes down to how much of that last performance was Toronto being bad, and how much of it was was DC being good. You know, and it's I don't necessarily know, because on one hand, it's hard to go into Toronto and win like that place was bumping. Uh, but on, on the other hand, like Toronto is not without Pascal Siakam and without Kyle Lowry, like they're not really good. Like it's Fred Van Vliet, it's OG Anubi, and the rest. Maybe you can say you like Gary Trent and Boucher, but it's like those guys aren't staples of great teams, you know. So it's like how much of it was the Wizards just being damn good and, and like, okay, Wes Unseld's done a good job here. And how much of it was, all right, this Raptors team is just bad, you know? So for me, I, I can confidently say the Pacers are the better team, but I don't know by how much. And so for me, I landed on the Pacers being two points better. Um, I definitely like them more on a neutral court, but I also came away somewhat impressed with the Wizards performance because they, they beat the shit out of the Raptors. Like yeah. it was over. Um, so for me, I, I'd have this, Wizards minus one, and it's Wizards minus two. So I, I think there's some value on the Pacers. But for me, uh, I again, it's so early on, and it's like how much of it is real, how much of it was just a fluke one game thing, and it's just hard for me. Yeah, see, and, and that's where I, I think the Pacers should be fair by two, two and a, and a half points here. Yeah, I feel it, bro. I feel it. Make sure to lock that one in, guys. Sarji hasn't missed yet. Um all right, let's go to the next one. Bro. You, ha you haven't missed yet. Don't listen to me. I haven't missed yet. Neither of us have missed yet, bro. Um, all right, bro. Boston, Toronto. 
the same Toronto team that we were just talking about after a brutal opening night beat down against the, the Wizards. They go into Boston. Uh, Boston just come came off a double overtime loss to the New York Knicks in the Garden. Celtics catching six and a half right now. Uh, another game where I'm leaning, bro. Celtics minus six and a half. Yeah. Uh, the line implies three and a half. I think it's more. I do mm-hmm. think it's more. You have even last game, like Jason Tatum's not going to shoot that bad again. I, I can do similar to Steph. Like you just know the, the great ones don't have two bad nights in a row. And I just don't see uh, Tatum having another bad night. Jalen Brown was awesome. Robert Williams was awesome. Marcus Smart in the point guard role is awesome. Dennis Schroeder, still a lot to, to be desired, but you can do a worse as a backup point guard. And uh, Grant Williams hit some really, really big shots as well. So I just think it's a team that's going to be – I know the Raptors are going to be hungry after that that big-time loss too, but, you know, Celtics are going to be hungry to get on the board. And uh, it's a team that they're clearly superior to in every way. And so uh, I, I definitely am leaning the Celtics here. Again, it's just – you know, high numbers that that kind of scare me. You never know when teams can just hang around. Um, and, and I mean, the shit, the Celtics could be up 10 going in the fourth. You feel great. And the Raptors just make a little run. So, uh, again, I'm leaning the Celtics here, but I, I'm not close enough to hit it at this point. Yeah, same, I'm in the same boat um, as you are on this one. When I first saw it, I was definitely in on, on Boston. Um, but when I kind of – if Al Horford plays in this game – I think that would make a bit of a difference for me to lock it in. Um, I don't know if he is, though. He has a game-time decision, apparently, but I would assume he would not play, if I had to guess. Okay. Right? I haven't seen anything on it. I, I just saw a game-time decision yesterday for him today, so I have, I have no clue either. But if he ends up playing, I think it is enough for me to lock it in. Yeah. Um, I would assume the line would move like half a point if he does. Uh, maybe it doesn't move at all. Uh, but The one concerning thing, too, is, bro, like, um, 85% of the bets on the Celtics and, and the line has not moved. That those are situations that scare me. They, they are. Um, but at the end of the day, again, I think, I think these tools are helpful in kind of narrowing your process, but I also don't think you should ever be betting purely because of an outside factor. Like end of the day, you should be betting what's happening on the court and you can live with the result. Um, Obviously, Vegas is Vegas, but like you got to be. I'm a believer in when if you're truly capping and giving your plays for people, it's got to be because of something you see on the basketball. So, what are some of the main reasons why, if that much money is going in the Celtics, the line wouldn't be moving? Uh, there's a couple. One could be, uh, again, right now I just have the percentage of bets. So, even if 85% of the bets are on the Celtics, one of the reasons could be they've taken several large bets on the Raptors. So there's more money, even though the bet percentage is skewed. Um, and, or two, they just feel like it's right. And so they have no problem taking up that, taking that amount of money on a line that they feel is correct. And if people want to bet that much, like, all right, we're comfortable with our line, which in either one of those scenarios, it's kind of sketchy. Um, and again, like I, all the money was on the Hawks yesterday and I still played it, right? Like Vegas doesn't know the future, but it is something to definitely take into account. So uh, strong lean Celtics for you, pretty. Yeah, strong lean Celtics if Al Horford is in. I know that probably wouldn't make a lot of difference for most people, but I've seen what I've seen from Al Horford, and and that's going to be a lock it in if if I'm able to get it with him rolled in um, before line moves. Real quick, because I didn't say it earlier, Uh, 75% of the money on the Hornets and the Hornets Cavs, 75% 75% of the bets, sorry, I should say. Um, and that Pacers-Wizards game, literally, bets are 50-50. On that wow. One. Yeah. Um, okay, next game. Brooklyn Nets heading into Philly. Philly coming off a pretty easy win against the uh, Pelicans in uh, New Orleans. Brooklyn obviously coming off that tough loss against Milwaukee. You've had two days off. Um, so I think the Nets are anywhere from three and a half to four points better um, right now. And I know that might seem like a lot because, you know, they just got blasted, right? And Philly still looks really good. Philly was the number one seed last year. But ultimately, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, we know who James Harden and Kevin Durant are, right? Like, I'm not – I know maybe you take a step back in terms of, like, at the top, 
But like the Brooklyn Nets are still the Brooklyn Nets, and that's not a team I'm worried about in any way or shape. Like Kevin Durant and James Harden, if they are suiting up, and that's out of a chance every single night. With that being said, even at four points better, the line should in theory be Brooklyn Nets minus one. I'm seeing minus two and a half, minus three in some spots. And again, it's one of those spots where it's it's almost too close, where if you're getting one to two extra points of value at a spread of minus one and a half or two, I feel like it's almost less than, let's say, six to eight, you know. But uh, so I think I'm staying away here, but I, I definitely think the value is on Philly at this point. Home at home, still a really good team without Ben Simmons. Uh Joel Embiid is questionable, but it's just some knee soreness. I, I do think he suits up. He's one of those guys where it's it's a questionable, but I, I do think he suits up. Um, how are you how are you reading this one, bro? Yeah, I'm even seeing in DraftKings Sportsbook three and a half. Brooklyn's three and a half favorites. So yeah, that's too much. That's in that was when I saw that, I immediately wanted to <clears throat> lock in Philly, but this is a, a, a case of matchups too, right? Like these two two teams match up like if you look at Milwaukee versus Brooklyn, they match up perfectly to defend the Brooklyn Nets. The Sixers are the quite, quite the opposite here. Like it, it, Brooklyn, James Harden and Kevin Durant should get everything they want in this game. And then on the other side, Joel Embiid should absolutely eat. Um, not really that that matters from, from, a, from a betting standpoint, but um, yeah, I would lean Philly here. I think they're a lot better than people think still um, just because of the sure um, dominance of Joel Embiid. And I think Tyrese Maxey is just a damn good player still. Like, he doesn't get the love that he quite des- that he deserves. Fair opening um, performance. Just quite, yeah. But I, I lean um, I lean Philly here. I don't think I'll bet it just because three and a half really isn't um, much of a number. And I think Brooklyn is, is going to put up some points in this game. Totally. And it's just a bounce back spot for Brooklyn, right? Like, yeah. anytime you get Kevin Durant James Harden off a, off a big loss, like – it's not comfortable going against them. And I, and so I, yes, I do think Philly provides value, but if you told me it, it's kind of similar. Uh, and I, I think even the Knicks magic thing is kind of similar where it's like, dude, this game is going to go back and forth. It's going to be tied going into like the last couple of minutes. And then it, it literally could be tied with one minute left. And that's how the ball and they cover three and a half, you know, like, it's the margins you just have no room for error there so uh i'm i'm probably going to pass but i do think the value is on philly in this one all right next game bro i love i love this game because i know you're a rockets boy but um rockets thunder thunder heading into houston getting three i think the thunder and i could be in the minority here i think the thunder are two to two to three points better honestly at this point um and so i think this line should be closer to a pick them maybe rockets minus one i am leaning the thunder here um and it really goes back to again overreaction the thunder had probably the tough going into utah opening night is probably the toughest game you can give someone right uh utah is a notoriously tough place to play on my site where i look at how much home court is uh should be for all 30 teams, they have the highest. It's like four and a half. Um, it is the toughest place to play. Arguably one of the best teams on the road. It's a really tall task for, for OKC. No one shot the ball well. I, I throw that game in the toilet, right? I really don't look at that game and say, oh, the Thunder are going to be worse than I thought they were, right? Like, to me, it's not a big deal. Meanwhile, you look at Houston, and I, again, never as bad as, as it is. I don't think they're as bad as they looked against Minnesota. Uh, but I do think that loss was a little bit more telling, right? Opening night in Minnesota against a team that's good, but not a team, a great team, not a team that has title aspirations. And they were just compl- uh, on a completely different class. It was so apparent, even in the first quarter when it was close, it was like, I was watching that because I had Minnesota. I was like, this one's over. I feel really good. Like it's, it's a matter of time. Um, and there were clear reasons for that. And I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is going to play that bad again. I doubt Christian Wood and Jalen uh, Green play that bad again. And they have some decent role players. But I just – I go back to last year when OKC, before they were tanking, was really competitive. And I know they had Al Horford, and they're swapping Derek Favors, who's a little bit of a downgrade. But they have Giddy. Um, they have Favors, who I still like. And that starting lineup of Shea, Dort, Baisley, Giddy. And favors, you can do a lot worse. And so 
ultimately it's just my faith in, in Shea as the best player on the court uh, coming off a tough loss. I think they win this outright in Houston, um, and I'm definitely leaning the Thunder, but I'm very curious as someone who's been paying a lot of attention to the Rockets what you think about this one. Yeah, I think this is a straight-up pick em. Like, I, I think that the book is really on on this one. Like, I, I, Are you getting three? Is it Rockets three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. So that, that for me, is spot on, uh, in my opinion. You're staying away. If I, would, if I was going to bet anything – I think I would just bet – I would take the the value. I would just bet Oklahoma City money line and just take it, like even without the points. I think uh, – like this game is going to be so random. If you told me either one of these teams blew the other team out, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me it was a close game, it wouldn't be surprised. These yeah. teams are just so up and down. They're going to be up and down all season. I think, honestly, the more stable team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Rockets are probably going to hang in here with some really good teams just because they have a lot of talent. And if they're playing well, they can where there's going to be other times, like when they play a shitty Minnesota Timberwolves team and just get absolutely destroyed. Like Oklahoma city, I think for the most part, like you said, the Utah jazz example, that's probably the best team in the West uh, at this time, or at least most polished team in the West, they're going to destroy a lot of bad teams. I think Oklahoma city is going to be very stable this year. And if, if you want to bet like a, uh, if you want to bet on a stable team, bet on the Thunder. But I think this line is right where it should be. Like, I don't have really confidence to tell you where I'm at with either one of these teams just yet. And so it would yeah. be a pick for me. You got Houston at home court, so I think three is right on the money. If I would bet anything, it would probably be Oklahoma City money line. Fair. And, and, guys, this is what we keep talking about. Like, we're so early on in the season, it's okay to not have a read. Like, it's okay to feel like I don't know. Um, and – this very well could be one of those situations. It's just for me, where my mind immediately goes to is, bro, like this is essentially the same team with Favors and Horford swapped from last year. And that first month and a half stretch that they the Thunder had last year was pretty legit. Like they went into Portland and won. They won so many games. And this Houston team, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the winning side of things despite a lot of talent there. And, and let's go, let's go like back to what we were saying on yesterday's pod. The best coach here is on the Thunder side. It's Dagonal. Like he's, he's the best coach uh, in this game. You want to look at the best player? It's Shea Gildas Alexander. So you got the better um, coach, better player, getting points. Yep. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm leaning, I'm leaning Thunder heavy, uh, but not sure yet. All right. Next game. Pelicans and Bulls. Now this is, you know, we get into books and 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 money and and shit like that. This is an interesting one. Uh, the line is six right now. It was seven last night. I can promise you, Sargi, they didn't get more bets on the Pelicans, right? Like the Bulls are getting the majority of the money as of right now. I'm seeing the Bulls have seventy nine percent of the bets. This went from seven last night to six this morning. These are the mind games that the fucking books play with us. I want no part of this game. I have this as Bulls minus six and a half. So now at six, I was like, because I was in the mindset of, all right, it was seven when I went to bed because I'm checking these constantly. Bed, I'll wake up randomly, pee, check the lines, and then go back to sleep. But um, it was seven last night going to bed, and all the Bulls, the Bulls were getting all the money. I was like, all right, shit, this might get up to like eight, and then I might be on the Pelicans. And now it's back down to six. So I'm completely off this game. I don't think – I think the Pelicans are going to have some games where they're actually pretty good. Like, I, I think Neil Alexander-Walker, I was very impressed. Granted, they lost. Um, but in that game, I think it was closer than most people think. The Pelicans just had a tough time. Like, you see it. Part of, you know, staying in these basketball games is run management. Like, if you hand, you can stay in it, but you have to be able to stop other teams' runs and, and turn the tide. And they just weren't able to do it. The runs – against Philly were just too brutal to overcome. Um, but I really don't think they're as bad as that scoreline indicated. Um, I liked what I saw from Neil. Obviously, we both like Brandon Ingram. I honestly like what I saw from Devontae. He looked very comfortable. And Jay Val shot three for 19. He will never shoot that poorly again. So uh, all that to say, I'm still staying away here. Um, I have some concerns still about the Bulls. I know everyone's ready to jump on it, but I mean, the Pistons could have easily won that game opening night. They were honestly the better team for most of it, and the Bulls pulled away at the end. Uh, how are you seeing this one, bro? Yeah, this is another one where I, it's it's two teams I don't have great reads on. Like, yeah. Pelicans looked bad, 
there's no way around it. And I am not confident here. Or I'm not confident with them in this game. But on the other side, I'm not confident in the Bulls yet either. I mean, they were losing the majority of a game against a Pistons team. Well, they're, they fight, and they're going to be a lot better than people think. They're still not a great basketball team. And we got people thinking the Bulls are going to be, you know, a top four or five seed in the East outside yeah, of the, the big three. So, yeah. For me, like you said, I, I don't really have a lean here, um, and I'm not ready to bet. Uh, I'm not ready to bet on either of these teams. So, no read. Don't like either of these teams really this early in the season. I have no read on them, like literally none. Zero. And Pelicans are going to play better for sure. Pelicans are going to play better basketball. Um, exactly. Would I, would I be too surprised if Pelicans came out there and pulled out a win? Honestly, I wouldn't, but I don't have the confidence to bet on it. I'm with you, bro. Same exact mindset. Next one, we'll go to Denver. San Antonio coming off a big win against the lowly Orlando Magic. Nuggets coming off against coming off a huge win that uh, I let me remind you guys. Sarge did call. Um, I got the Nuggets minus eight and a half this game. Seven and a half on the book. To, re, to be clear, I have it eight and a half. The line in real life is seven and a half. Again, uh, not enough for me to play. Not enough for me to play. Uh, Spurs, another team where it's like I know I know it's like a broken record, but like no Demar. I don't know how how much of last game was oh shit Spurs are good versus how much it was oh, the Magic are shit right. And so uh, Denver's a good team. Seven and a half is a lot. I think Denver's deserving of that line, but at the same time, it's so early. Like if you told me the Spurs hung in there and Dejounte and Derek White and Vassell and Lonnie and Keldon and Pirtle, and, the, and they went into Denver and hung in there. I would not be shocked at, at all. So, for me, another one of those games, like, I, I, I'm completely staying away. Yeah, this is a game where I, I would have Denver eight and a half, nine even. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm a lot higher, I think, still. Going back to what I said about them um, against the Suns, is I, they're a lot better than people are going to give them credit for. I think the books are adjusting to that, um, and the line isn't too far off to where I'm going to – bet it but i i i lean i think majority of the money honestly might go on spurs just because it's the spurs name um greg popovich is still there where is the money at right now right like, now even on twitter i was seeing a lot of people locking in spurs like plus seven and a half 65 percent of the money or 65 percent of the bets is on the san antonio spurs yeah okay see that's what i thought and for me like i said i like being contrarian at times and i i I do believe in this Denver Nuggets team. I think they are a lot better than the San Antonio team. I think the line should be at nine. If I had to lean, I would lean Denver, even with the points. But not enough for me to play it. Yep, that's where I'm at, bro. All right, we're a little different early, but we're we're kind of we're getting onto the same page. Let's get to the last two games of the day. Your LA Lakers host the Phoenix Suns. Very interesting line. I got Lakers minus one right now. It was a pick them last night. It was minus one, back to a pick them, back to minus one. Um, as the time of speaking, 69% of the bets are on the Lakers. I don't know about you, bro. I make this at very, very most. The Suns are one point better. So giving the Lakers minus two, I know there's some concerns about Russ guys. End of the day, Russell West or end of the day, AD is still on this team and looks great. And LeBron James is still on this team and maybe he's not driving as consistently as he used to jumper looks great. And you can know, you know, when he needs to, he'll get downhill. And regardless, he will find the open man. I think the Lakers have a little bit of value here. I'm not – I almost feel more confident if the Suns won last game, right? But just because they lost opening night at the crib, I know they're going to come in with some extra focus here today. I think I'm going to stay away from this. But I do think, uh, for me, the Lakers have the, the value here today. I agree. I think the Lakers have the value as, as well, but not enough for me to play it, man. And you look at Russell Westbrook had as much as I hate on him. He had one of the worst games of his career. It was atrocious. He's yeah. going to get better. I would put the line. Yeah. Just like you said, I think it should be Lakers like one and a half, two points. Um, I think the Suns are a slightly better team. Um, they've played together for a little bit longer, but like you said, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are the two best players on the floor. Um, and, and they are coming out. I mean, they're finally healthy too. LeBron and AD looked incredible last game. If, if Russell Westbrook is able to play just a, a solid game, doesn't need to play great. As long as he doesn't play just complete trash, the Lakers should win this ball game. Yep. I'm with you. But at the same time, 
we saw we saw firsthand and again it's never going to be that bad you at least i fucking hope for you guys but um you saw like russell can take you out of a game when he's not going but i i just don't expect him to be that bad and i love that you pointed that out they don't need him to go drop 30 and 10 and 10 right they they don't need him to do that to win this game just go get your buckets in transition in the half court let it run through ad and braun and and know that in transition all right that's your time to shine don't turn it over as often. Um, I, I really do think the Lakers have the value in this game. Um, anything else you want to touch on in that game before we move forward? No, I mean, I'm dude. I just the Lakers too. I don't think people realize it. We're still missing a ton of pieces. Like Taylor Horton Tucker is a big piece for us. No Kendrick Nunn, who's probably our best bench player too, depending on if Taylor Horton Tucker starts or not. We have no Trevor reason, no Wayne Ellington. Like we're just missing a couple pieces. So I think that is why you see the line be a little bit shorter than we might expect. Like I think. And the opening night loss. Exactly. And the opening night loss. So yeah, still scares me a little bit away from, from actually betting it. I do think the values on the Lakers. I agree with, with everything okay. you said. Cool. Let's get to the last game of the day, bro. You know I'm interested in my Kings. 70% of the bets on the Utah Jazz right now. At the time of speaking, I have six and a half. I'm praying it gets to seven. Six and a half implies that the Jazz are about nine and a half points better. And I don't think that is the case. I will I was watching the Blazers Kings live, but I rewatched it last night. The Kings are good. They are actually good and i know it's early and i know there's time for them to fuck it up but let me just go through it on offense at all times you have one of harrison sometimes two harrison barnes and buddy field spacing the floor you cannot leave either of them open darren fox one-on-one is too quick for almost anyone in the pick and roll he's lethal he gets downhill and finds guys when it's not darren fox tyrese halliburton and, and i know right like the kings got shit for drafting they didn't get shit for drafting Tyrese, but they got shit for drafting Davion with Mitchell, Buddy, and, and De'Aaron are all, all already there. But I think what gets – like, we still to this day don't un- – we over- undervalue smart basketball players. When you see guys like Ubre and Wiggins with all this talent, all that talent doesn't matter if you're going downhill and it, you're going one on three and can't – don't have the foresight to kick it out. You never like I saw so many plays against the Blazers where Halliburton, not even Darren, because you know what you're getting from where Halliburton or Davion made just a simple pass, but a pass that gets taken for granted, a pass that not every NBA play ma- player makes where you're getting downhill, you draw two one and a half defenders and you immediately make the pass to the open guy. And so I just think I know Utah is a good defense. Uh, but I just think that the, the Kings are going to be able to find ways to score because they really do. And Harrison might not shoot as well as he did, but they have options on offense. And then as a whole, they defended really well. Like they defended really well. It, it's so helpful to have a guy like Davion where Davion can, even when CJ was making shots, even when Dame was making shots, Davion made them really, really tough. And so I think they just have a solid rotation now where it's, De'Aaron, Halliburton, Barnes, Moe, who fits perfectly in that starting lineup, and Holmes. And then off the bench, they're only playing a couple guys, but the guys that come in, Davion, Buddy Heald, uh, fucking Tristan Thompson, and uh, there's one other. And Terrence Davis, bro. Terrence Davis was stroking, too. And that's another guy I don't think people realize is actually pretty damn good, especially offensively. So, um, I know I've talked a lot, but I, I, I like the, the Sacramento Kings today. And I, I know the Jazz are really, really good. I don't think they're nine and a half points better. And I think opening night, Sacramento will be rocking. I think the Kings lose a close one uh, to the Jazz tonight, but I do think they cover. And so um, for me, I, I, I do really like the Kings. I know you like them uh, against the Blazers, but what are your thoughts against probably the best regular season team right now in the Utah Jazz? Yeah, this is a I'm a, I love the Kings. Like I agree with everything you said. I think everything you said is is like you got a lot of valid points in there. And if you wanted to take the Kings, that's fine by me. But this is a this is a game where I I probably stay away. Utah is really damn good and they're and they're healthy right now. 
um, which is, is surprising for them. They have had some injury problems in the past and that's why they've struggled, but they're the best regular season team. Like they just are. And <clears throat> the, the weird thing about the Kings too, is their home court, like when they play on the road versus when they're at home, it's like not a huge difference. I know that they play really well on the road. They play great on the road yeah. and they're not like, they don't really feed off their home crowd too much. Like whenever I watch them at, at home, like it could be kind of a hot take, but I feel like they're just playing the same as like when they play on the I road. I think it's just because they're so bad that in the past that like, yeah, they, they, I, I think Sack gets rocking, bro. You think Smoothie King's going? I think it's sleep train, bro. I think Is it's golden one center now? now. It's golden one center now. Smoothie Kings, uh, the Pelicans. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Smoothie King. You're right. For some we we used to drive by that all the time when I would go from Eugene to back to, to yeah, Orange County. Yeah. We would see the we would see the uh the uh the arena and for some reason i always thought it was moving you're right that is Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah this is just a case this is just a case where i would have this line at about um eight and a half and this was neutral so what are you getting i'm getting jazz minus six uh i have jazz minus six and a half okay um so yeah sli- sounds like a slight lean on the kings bro Slight, slightly on the Kings, half a, <laughs> half a point, but not enough to where I bet it. Like, uh, I, do you think there's any way the Kings win this game? Like, I would say there's like a very, very, very small chance that the Kings would win this basketball game. I think they can win this basketball game, honestly. I do look like if you're telling me what's more likely, Jazz for sure. Well, of course, but but, but I think 25% chance they win this game. 20. Yeah, I think you're, I would put it closer to 15. I'm really high on the Jazz. That's fair. And I love the Jazz. I, I really do. It's just uh, – it's a game of basketball. And, and what I saw from the yeah. Kings, that is not the Kings team that we've seen for the past 10 years, you know. Like, I really – basketball sense – I know it was just the Blazers, but I, I really do think this Kings team is a lot better than we've seen in the past. Um, and a lot of that – give them credit, right? They've gotten shit, but, like, Halliburton, Davion, I think they nailed even with, and a lot of teams would have been scared off of Davion with with the construction, but I, I think it works. I really do. Halliburton was probably outside of Deer and Fox. Halliburton was probably their best draft pick in the past 10, 15 years. Oh, for sure, for Steel. sure. All right, so let's recap. So for me, guys, my strongest leans were R slash were. I loved the Magic plus eight and a half. Now down to eight makes it a little bit more sketch. I love the Cavs as a home dog today, but we need Darius Garland suited in. Um, I like the Celtics minus six and a half. I do like the Sixers plus two and a half, three, but I'm not going to, I can already tell you, I'm not going to hit that. I really do like the Thunder plus three. Um, I like the Nuggets minus seven and a half to an extent. I like the Lakers minus three, and I like the Kings plus six and a half. I'd say the two closest I'm uh, on to locking are Cavs. Again, need Garland and the Kings. Uh, with maybe the magic if it stays at eight and a half, nine. Everything else is more probably I end up laying off. Thunder up there too. Um, and then you you can go ahead and, and run through your best bets. Yeah, so there's already some lines that have moved since we've we've been we've yeah. going over it. Like I'm already looking at that, that Hornets line is at three now on drafting. So it's already moved to half a point. And I then, think that's just Terry. Yeah. And then the Pacers. <clears throat> so the Pacers, I like that one. It's or the yeah, get, getting one now, they're only getting a half a point, so I like it a little bit less. I have one and a half now, yeah, because you had it at two, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. So our books and, are about, and now calves are back down to two and a half on my book. Damn, it's flying around, yeah. it's like a whirlwind. But I like Indy, I'm taking Indy money line, that's probably my favorite bet of the day, even on the road. Um, just not sold on that Washington win last time. Um, that's, I mean, that's my biggest lean for sure. I do like Denver, even given the points. I think the majority of the money is going to go on San Antonio, and you could see that line continue to move throughout the day. Um, so I like Denver. Give me the points. Um, that's about it. I, I've, I'm not really in love with this slate. I think no, I was going to say. I think you have a bit of a better read than I do uh, on the slate, just because I'm, I'm not. See, this is another thing where it's so, though, begin, bro. it's so beginning of the year where I'm not. Yeah. It's hard. It's really fucking hard. It's really I, tough. But I, I do let off with this. Like I really, really love the indie. Like if I had to, if 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 I'm putting my life on one game, I really like indie money line. Like that's my favorite bet by far. I like that. 
And I didn't even really think about it, but I think it's easy to get, I think it's easy to say, all right, Indy blew that big lead, like Indy's whatever. Indy's a good, I, I'm on their win total, right? Like I, I like Indy this year. Um, and, and the Hornets are just one of those teams. They get randomly so, so hot and they've had the craziest comebacks. And honestly, Indy and Charlotte, they always have just crazy games. Like the, there were a million of them last year um, and in the past couple of years that I can think of. But um, I, I like that call and I'm liking Indy more and more that I think about it. But uh, just follow me on Twitter, guys. Um, I'll post whatever I play. I'm sure I'll get one or two out today. But again, like we talked about at the start, this is a dangerous. I think this is almost the most dangerous time to bet the leagues. You just fall into so many traps of thinking things are what they are. And, and we don't. We don't know shit. We really don't know shit this early on. All we know is the perceptions of the team and one game that they've played and a lot, a lot can change. And, and I, you know, I'm coming into this year almost trying to play the other side of it, you know, where it's like I've, I've seen myself make certain mistakes in the past and I want to make sure that those don't happen again. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break and then we will jump into uh, our DFS plays. All right, let's, let's get to some DFS stuff. Uh, I don't know about you, bro. I didn't play yesterday. Again, I stay away from the smaller slates uh, just because even if you got to get, like, wildly different to take it down by yourself or you're taking it down with about, like, 16 other guys. Um, I'll let you have the floor, bro. We, we, we can go in whatever direction you want. Let's just yeah, some of your favorite plays off the bat, points per dollar. Yeah, I've just been playing single entries just because I don't have enough time to be making – ton of lineups um so i just single entered yesterday and cash but i didn't make much money at all but just real quick a couple of games that i want to stay away from today um just real quick before we get into players i want to stay away from the knicks orlando game uh totals at like 212 213 just nasty there um I, I, you can find some some diamonds in the rough in terms of pricing and some of the rookies but that's a really gross game the Raptors Boston game, same thing. Um, just don't really want any part of that game. And then a couple of games that I'm looking to target. I want to target the Utah side game and I want to target the OKC Houston game. I think both of those games um, are going to be high scoring games. I know the, the Houston uh, total is like 221 or the Houston uh, OKC total is like 221, but I think that game is going to have a lot of scoring. And I think Houston's underpriced just in general because of their bad first game. So those two games are, are two that I'm uh, looking to target. But in terms of players, it's still on DraftKings right now, just really, really poor pricing, like just really bad pricing. Like all the studs, essentially, you can play. Um, I, I think my favorite stud that, that I'm going to get to a lot is going to be James Harden at 9,400. Uh, just way, way too cheap for a guy that played absolutely awful uh, in terms of shooting the basketball against Milwaukee, and the dude still had almost 50 fantasy points. So if he even shoots the ball or more, like we've seen this dude had have stretches of like 80 fantasy point games in a row. So right, um, and it love, blew out. You know, like he yeah, and it blew out. 31 minutes. So love Harden at 9400. I prefer him um, slightly to Kevin Durant because I think Kevin Durant's going to get more ownership just looking off box scores. Um, and then LeBron James at 9100. It's a bonus at 9K. They're just way, way, way too cheap. So same with AD. Like, you can get all these guys in your lineups. Um, it's just – the pricing is really bad here. The pricing is pretty off, bro. Um, I got a couple guys I like. Um, and I know you touched on some of it, but uh, I'm just going to go to just my favorite. Uh, Christian Wood, 7-1. Yeah. Way too cheap. Um, obviously, really throw every everything out in the trash can from that Minnesota game. Uh, home opener against arguably uh, the second or third or fourth worst team in the league right now. Love him at 7-1. On the other end of that, I love stacking these two in the same game. Shy is 6-7. I'm sure both these guys will get decent ownership, uh, but Shy at 6-7 as the guy. I mean, you're getting – Shy should legitimately be at least 8 in my in – my More. Opinion. He should be 8-5. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like Julius. I like Fred in a bounce-back game 6-9. I know you're not trying to target that game in general, but uh, I just hope that people get scared off of him from his last game. 6-9 is so ridiculously cheap. Uh, I like going back to Spencer Dinwiddie at 5-6. I know he didn't have a great game, busted as chalk, but a lot of times you see guys when they bust as chalk, uh, you can get them at reduced ownership the next game. I think it's a matter of time before he eventually 
blows that five, six tag out of the water. Um, those are my main guys that I'm looking at. Uh, what do you think about Russell Westbrook at eight, six? Are you scared given last game? Like I'd sign up in a absolute second. It's clearly not the same situation that he's been in the past. Uh, but at the same time, eight, six, and I know it's going to be a close game. They're, they're not going to like feed Russell for the sake of feeding Russell, but you know, there, there's LeBron is a great leader and you know, if there's a chance to get Russell going, they're going to look to do that. So uh, what are your thoughts on Russell at eight, six, probably not even getting that much ownership. Yeah. The problem with Russ for me is LeBron James and Anthony Davis are nine, one and eight, nine. And I think they're miles, miles better uh, in terms of plays, like in terms of a DraftKings play than Russell Westbrook. I'm just scared. The reason that Russell Westbrook has been such a fantasy stud is we've seen it in the past. The guy has the ball in his hands constantly and is impacting every every play on the court on offense. And it's just not – he's third fiddle here on this Laker team. So the rebounds were very suppressed. That's like a thing with Russell Westbrook too. Even if he's playing like garbage, the dude is pulling down rebounds like it's nothing, right? In that first game, he only had five rebounds. He still had four assists. I assume that number gets up, both of those numbers, but it's not the same old Russell Westbrook. So I think 8,600 is actually a a decently fair price for Russ. Maybe this could be kind of a hot take. It might even be a little high, in my opinion, just for his role. Um, Because – you still need at that price. You're gonna need like 53 fantasy points from Russell Westbrook. I just, it can happen, but I'm much more confident in getting 55 from LeBron James or Anthony Davis. I get you. I feel you. I just, I don't know that. I know obviously, right? There's some concerns and validity to uh, what his role will be going forward, but I, I just, especially the rebounds and assists. Like I, I just don't see it being that low. I think that was more of a anomaly than what we should expect moving forward um but i I totally get you and there's some really really cheap guys that like you're asking me would i rather play fred van vliet or sga at six seven and six nine than russell westbrook at eight six absolutely i would Um, yes it's a it's a a problem of cheaper guys too for 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 him with me like you got the sgas even guys like I don't know, DeJounte Murray. Like, I'd rather play DeJounte Murray at 7K as, as, as crazy as that sounds. Like, no, that's, that's a completely fair point. Um, I like the James Harden call. It's weird that he's at 9-4 without Kyrie. Like, my, my model even projects him for 49, which is like, why are you projecting him that low? I don't really understand. I'm 5% ownership. There's just no way. We'll, we'll see that go up. That's, yeah, it's way off. Um. All right, let's go to some value guys, some some guys that are, are cheaper that we think um, can provide some value. I'm, I'm all aboard uh, going back to Josh Giddy. Uh, obviously, we were really, really high on him. He ended up hitting value, but he didn't smash. Um, and, and we talked about it. Slept, walked, had 10 boards, only three assists. But again, it was uh, no one was really going for the Thunder team. The offense should be uh, going a lot better tonight. So I, I like going back to Giddy at 4-1. I like Suggs at 4, uh, especially since Gary Harris will be out. Suggs didn't shoot the ball well at all last game. Um, still played 30 minutes, though. I think you can expect better counting stats moving forward. I still like Maxi at 5-3. I don't know how you feel about him. Yeah, I, lo- I love Maxi. Um, Scotty Barnes is still at 4-5. Um Jalen Green, Jalen Green at four eight. I still think that the, the price will scare people away because they're going to immediately want to go to the cheaper rookies. I'm still going to be if I was one fifty, I'd be all over Jalen Green at forty eight hundred. Still, volume's going to be there. That's a great call, bro. Any other, any other lower? I still like Davion. Davion last game, so he played uh, played twenty five minutes. Didn't get enough fantasy production actually. So we'll see. I just like the minutes there, you know. And, and three, four, he just needs to hit a couple threes. Uh, but it's, I, I feel like almost this slate has more value with like the studs than it does actually the lower tier. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the, the weirdest thing about, about draftings at, at the start of these uh, of the year is the studs are always underpriced, but they usually are pretty quick to adjust them. Like to, to, like raise them back up in prices and the rookies are usually pretty quick to go up but after the i mean 
the rookies really didn't go up too much and the studs didn't go up too much either. Like there's still a ton of value on everything. The only thing you got to be aware of is just ownership because there's going to be guys that are, are nice values that are just going to go um, a little bit under owned. So like on these slates, I'm just looking to get over on the guys that are under owned and, and a little bit under on like some of the studs. Like I'd rather play the studs that are lower owned um, and just, you know, just not eat, eat the chalk on studs because at, at this point with all these really, really, really cheap prices, like they all have pretty much the same odds of going off. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's get to some leverage guys. And again, guys, it's, it's early in the morning, so it's hard to uh, know exactly what ownership's going to be, but these, uh, when we talk leverage, we're talking about ownership versus ceiling guys that can really go off, but uh, aren't going to see a ton of ownership because they are riskier plays. Um, I'm going to go back. I, I was on HB a little bit opening night. I, I like going back to the HB. Well, again, I am fully aware that 7-3 is probably a little too expensive for Harrison Barnes. Like, if we're just going points per dollar, I'm not playing him in cash. Uh, but he has a huge role in this Sacramento uh, offense. He's 7-3. He's not going to be owned very often. Who knows? That's the thing. If he starts picking up ownership because of last game, then it changes things. But if he's sub-1, I like him as a guy who's going to play a ton, damn near 35 minutes. Um, we'll see plenty of usage in that same vein. I like Buddy Heald come came off the bench, uh, but still got 30 minutes. All he needs to do is get crazy hot. Um, I like James Harden. Like you said, I like Marcus Smart. I like DeJounte Murray. I like De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is eight, four now. Um, and then the last guy, and then, and then you can have a floor, bro, is, uh, Jared Allen, bro. Six, six had a huge first game. Don't think he's going to get any ownership. Great matchup against the Hornets home opener. Uh, I like getting some Jared Allen. Yeah, I like the Jared Allen call too because uh, Jared Allen, like last game too, he, he had 25 points and four rebounds. Like that's such a, a weird, weird stat line for Jared Allen. The dude's got to pull down like 12 to 13 boards in this game against, yeah, against the Hornets. Grizzlies just weren't missing. Exactly. And if he's able to, to, to get back to like 20 points, the guy can have humongous upside. Um, for me, I like some rare guys. Like, I don't mind going back to the well on Mo Bamba. Like I said, it's not a, a game I want to get to very much, but the dude played 27 minutes last game, even in a blowout. If the game stays close, you can see Mo Bamba maybe play 30, and the guy is a per-minute monster. He's going to block a ton of shots. He only had four rebounds last game. Similar to Jared Allen, those, that number has to go up. The dude is so damn big. He's going to have to get more rebounds, and he's going to take – more than eight shots. He was six for eight from the field. The dude's going to get more shots, um, maybe play a couple more minutes. And the upside is huge with Mo Bamba. Another one that I like is Kyle Kuzma. He's at 5,700. I don't think anyone is going to play Kyle Kuzma. Dude grabbed 15 rebounds last game. Um, we've seen it even when he's in LA. The guy pulls down a ton of rebounds. He's a rebound mall. He just loves grabbing them. And then he was two for nine from three. He hits a couple more of those. He still had 38 fantasy points shooting terrible from the field. So he knocked a couple more down. Kyle Kuzma has a huge ceiling. He has like 50-point upside easily. Um, another guy that I like that I don't think many people are going to play. Uh, let me find him here. I mean, Tyree Ma Tyrese Maxey is going to be pretty chalky again. Um, I love Tyrese Maxey. I, like I, I lost my I, I lost my guy, but I had one more. I forget who it was, but Nikhil. Nikhil's tough just because of the the. I, I thought the outside stats for Nikhil would be a little bit higher. Like I think he would. I thought he would have grabbed a couple more boards and dished out a couple more assists, but he's just strictly right now just only buckets. Yeah, and even with only buckets, he was able to hit value decently. Played thirty four minutes, five boards, but yeah, I agree. You you want to see a little bit more playmaking there. And I think you might, I think you will. I, I do think, you know, he'll, he'll have his games with three or four assists opposed to one. Um, I just like the upside given that, you know, he's going to get you the buckets and you just need a couple, uh, a little bit of counting stats. I think he's going to get no ownership. Um, I also like Robert Williams. Um, six, two. Don't think he'll get a ton of ownership. Uh, I, look, I will be the first to admit I was wrong. If you told me in the offseason Robert Williams was going to get the full go to play 30-plus minutes a night, I'd tell you probably not, bro. Uh, but it looks like Ime Odoka and that front office want Robert Williams to be the guy, um, and he played the 
I know it went into double OT, so it skews the minutes a little bit, but he played the guy role at center um, last game. So I really like Robert Williams at 6'4". Yeah, and just the definition of a guy, he took five shots, man. Like the guy only took five shots and he had 50 fantasy points. He had eight stomps. Just absurd. Dude, that line, 16, 10, three assists, three steals, five blocks. That is a ridiculous line. One foul. <laughs> and granted, you know, this game, no, I mean, even this game, the, the Raptors don't have any post-up dudes. You didn't have to worry about post-up it's against the Knicks, um, right, when you're guarding Mitchell Robinson. But still, like, you know, so. Uh, another like another kind of sneaky play, and I don't really like it, is Lori Martin. The dude's 5'2", which is super cheap. And you're looking for, like, 35, 36 fantasy points at him. He played 31 minutes against Memphis. Almost gra- He had grabbed nine rebounds. He gets you 10, gets that double-double, and knocks down a couple more shots. Like, let's say he goes for, like, you know, 16, 10 with three assists. Like, the guy has 40-point upside at 5'2". At, at so, 100%. that guy's going to have no ownership, and he's an ugly play, but he could get you there. Yeah. All right, bro. Uh, any other guys you want to touch on before you go enjoy your day in the desert? That's about it. All right. Sounds good. If you guys haven't, uh, I'm sorry I haven't already, bro. Go ahead, follow Sarge on Twitter at Sarge underscore NBA. Yep. At Hoops Drive for me. If you haven't already, stream Surrender. Ridiculous album. Rufus did it again. Um, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow again. I, I haven't locked anything, but I'll, I'll be able to communicate with all you guys on looking to looking to keep the undefeated streak going for caleb yeah so i'll be here too. i'll be here till he loses one no i was gonna say i was about to say too before he did bro like you'll see by game i will see how long sarge wants to keep waking up and doing this with me like by game 25 we'll see but as long as you're down bro i like it a lot more with with another person being able to bounce it off and where you're the you're perfect for this so hopefully the good luck, the good luck charm until you lose yeah no, which won't bro. happen. Which won't even, happen. Even if I lose, bro, I hope you you. You're be. going. You're going 132 and 0 this year, up like 1700 units or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, bro. I'd retire. Um, all right. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Hope this helps in in both sense. Good luck with your betting. Good luck with your DFS. And uh, Sergeant, I will catch you tomorrow if he's not hungover from the desert. Peace. <laughs> Peace.